Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. It's Friday. I'm joined with Jamal. How you doing, man? Man, what's up? So you heard my podcast on Monday. Let's get yeah. right into that. Yeah. I've actually gotten some feedback on it already. Um, <laughs> you know, the it was, it was a what-if scenario. Actually, I should read. Oh, man, I got some seriously cool emails. And maybe in our talk, I'll pull up, like, especially one email went into a lot of, he went into ideas I didn't even start thinking of. But essentially, I threw out, um, you know, a what if scenario. What if our high schools wanted to continue services? Um, right. What if, you know, the students that didn't want to go to college, like, had some uh, place to go to get some counseling on transition into life, on banking information? Uh, matter of fact, this one email I'm thinking of is what he was talking about, like, you know, even classes on how to file taxes or how to invest and things of this nature. Right. And I got a lot of feedback of people going, yeah, wait, that's, yeah, why don't we? Or even simple things like keep the weight room open after the football team leaves. You know, yeah. could it be to where this, I mean, first of all, it's a tax funded building. It should be open to the public. Now, mm -hmm. mind you, I know you, now you can wear and tear and you can destroy more things. And I get it. I understand there's liability there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I started going, you know, kind of off the top of my head kind of thing of all the things that schools could provide other than K-12 education. Mm -hmm. Now, it's your turn. What did you think? Um, well... I think, I think, you know, so, okay, so the, the short answer is, like, that sounds a lot like college to me. But the long answer is, let, let me, let me look at a few things that, that you said, right? Okay, so already, we know, well, I say if you don't know, schools already provide a lot of those services, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's not hard to create a, a class. But, you know, even as far as like your financial literacy courses, um, there's, you know, what is it, FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. I took an accounting class in high school, two years of it. Um, it really helped me understand, you know, just the basics of accounting and uh, those things. And I actually do my own taxes. Um, you, you, the, the services that schools already provide, like counseling, mentoring um they even that i mean they have grief counseling they have social workers they have psychologists um like we have we we have a resource officer and like you know the the resource officer is not just there to you know protect the school with a gun like like i know specifically our resource officer he he spends a lot of time educating parents on their legal rights um in you know civil matters um you know he he supports them with with good information that really helps them make good decisions sometimes um he teaches them the law we learned the difference between assault and battery the other day but there are so many services already happening so when you when you look at the the picture holistically my my question is if we should continue those services when they're out of school then what's the point of them even going to high school? Uh, yeah, I mean, there is. I, well, I, my, my view was just a lot of people just aren't quite ready, but they were 
they're not quite ready to launch. I, I like, I, I know that there's, and really what I was thinking of in my head was the kids that aren't necessarily going to college, but they still like the building. They still have trusted mentors there. Yeah. Um, and, and now mind you, this is where I knew I was going to take some emails is like, Hey, school counselors are already overworked and underpaid and there's not enough of them. I understand. Totally get it. But if we're going to dream here, yeah, you know, like a, maybe we can, maybe we can like, and I'm just going to maybes, and this is where people can fact check me. Maybe there's some then public dollars up for grabs. You know, maybe like, maybe we have a second shift of counselors coming in because there's a lot of 19 year olds out there that are underemployed that they might benefit from coming in and seeing their trusted school counselor. Okay. Plus for that, maybe they're not ready to launch yet to be adults, but all of a sudden they need to know how to plan financially. I mean, I, I would volunteer and, and right now teach some classes on financial planning. Do you know how much I love that stuff? Mm-hmm. I would love to sit down with some 19 year olds and say, okay, lesson one, pay yourself first. As soon as you get your check, take 20% of it. If you can, if it's a stretch, do it. Make sure you put that in investments or at least an account where you don't touch it. And now whatever's left over, you get to pay your bills and then have fun. I, I would love to do that. I would love to be able to have maybe some recreational sports leagues run for free. Now, mind you, that's probably the biggest thing is people are going to get injured and then sue the school. But um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm seeing the school I, building as a place that you can go and do stuff and learn more past I mean, 305. I, that sounds a lot like what some churches do. Number okay, one. yeah. Number yep. two, number two, it's like you're in high school and you only have four years to really get it, right? Like as you were talking, like Will Smith's story came to mind, right? Um, like he 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 went to like somewhere and Quincy Jones was there. And like I guess his manager, his friend or whatever was like, hey, you're going to audition for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it was like impromptu, impromptu. and you know, you're gonna audition for it. And he was like, Will was like, hey, you know, uh, just, I'm not ready, have him, tell, tell him I wanna do it tomorrow. He says, you have a couple options. You can go in there, you can interview, I mean, you can audition for this part, or um, you, can, you can audition for this part and get the part, or you can tell him reschedule it and never have the opportunity to audition. So Will says, I went there, auditioned, and the rest is history. I say that to say, this like you only have so much time or so many opportunities to make things happen and life is short as it is already so in your four years of high school you only have four years to be a high school kid and it's what you really make of it at that time i think to extend something beyond what it's intended for you get into a lot of things because honestly i don't want no 19 year old around my 15 year old dog <laughs> no okay i'm talking about night school which is already a thing in some places already a thing. but i mean but even if we just call it lifelong learning like i don't mind you if you're 40 and we we like even if it's just practical things jamal like like tax time hmm. like i would love it if like just tax time. Ooh, ooh. like you know how to better prepare and like you know, have some small education pieces. And, 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 I, and I understand, man, like I do. Cause then all of a sudden it becomes like, wait, now we have to keep our lights on longer. We don't have that kind of money. Now it takes, you know, we have to be heat our building more. We don't have that. We have to have more liability insurance. We don't have that, especially like I said, on the athletic side, yeah. so I, like, you know, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, I keep thinking if the, the, the public in general, <laughs> 
would see the school as an asset and not a liability. And I know I'm being very divisive when I say that, and I'm being intentional about that, but they saw it as like a hub. Like it stayed open till 11 p.m. Because there was other things. Still does. Like, and that's the thing, like schools, like like a lot a lot of the stuff that it is and it depends on the school, but a lot of stuff that you're describing outside of like the sports. I don't think we're gonna do sports done. That's too much liability. <laughs> but I think every everything um really like school, like I know the custodians don't leave until eleven o'clock anyway, right? Yeah. But but then you start to you start to think about okay. If we stay open to the public to 11, then we got to pay custodians. We got to do all this. But, like, there are so many services. And, like, I think we don't realize that most mm. school districts, yeah. most, most, most people in, the, in, in your county are, like, are associated with the school district. Like, the school district really runs the timing of everything. Because, you know, kids go to school. Family. People go to work. So, like, we have to provide, like, certain services that that are just practical right not only that but like when you when you look at it from a holistic standpoint like the services that like are not provided are normally provided in association or connection with the school district in some way shape or form so like you have like your little league you have spirit nights for you know the community like they have, I mean, they host uh, financial literacy, not financial literacy workshops, but like the uh, first time home buyer courses there. Yeah. Churches rent out schools. You know what I mean? Um, they rent out their auditoriums. Uh, entities can can set up and they, they do health fairs. Like this stuff is already happening. So to like extend services just for like educational services, I don't want no 40-year-old around my 15-year-old daughter or my son. Like, I, I just, like, I don't. Um, it creates a whole nother, like, I think it creates a whole nother issue. Whereas, like, a lot of these things, I feel are more suited for the college level. Yeah. Well, another thing you kind of made me think about, which I guess is the whole point of Crucial Conversations. Um, I was in Lincoln, Nebraska the other day, and I remembered, oh, my gosh, Mike Smith has his place here. He has a thing called the Bay. So it's it's like an old retail spot and they converted it and there's like quadrants. It's like part continuing ed GED center. It was part coffee shop, part skate shop, part co-working. Like it, it, it was cool. And the thing I like about it is it was treated different because it wasn't school. So it's, to your credit, like, the ambiance and the character and the, the the kind of the thing that he set, it had a vibe that I agree it probably wouldn't be replicated at a school because, you know, it's school. I, I couldn't see an after hours coffee shop. And so I like I, I just don't think that many hipsters would want to come and sip Java and, uh, you know, order square pizzas. <laughs> right. But then you got to you got to think, too, like there are some things that school like is for, but yeah. then like other, other skill sets that we're trying to build, like, unfortunately you're not going to learn how to be an electrician at school anymore. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, in 2019 schools are focused on getting kids to college, like literally like, 
and and I don't know the research on it, but like if you look at the rhythm and the pattern of school, you can see that everything that we do is geared towards making sure that kids know algebra one, algebra two, geometry, right? And yeah. every other core class that's going to help a kid be successful in college because schools have decided that we are in the business of education and and that's it like we don't we don't really care for the welding we don't care for the skating we don't care for those things however on the back end those things are connected with schools because no matter where you go you got you have to know how to read you have to have reasoning skills like all those things but i think we just don't make like that real connection sometimes and we move away from like those basic tenets that schools actually provide initially but like man if i'm 19 I don't want to be around no 15-year-old girls and boys. Yeah. That was a sound bite in half. Schools have been focused on the business of education. That's, that's powerful. That's really powerful because I, you're right. I mean, just teaching for the sake of teaching academia, you're like, why are we doing this? I'll get you into college. What if I don't want to go? What if I want to learn trade? I mean, God bless people out there like Mike Rowe and some of these people that are leading the charge. But yeah, it's a... That's a darn good, that's a darn good point. And you can, and you can, I mean, you can sell it a thousand ways. There's going to be one or two schools that have a really good technical program. But yeah. even then, like you have, like we have a school in Hillsborough County called Irwin Tech, right? It's a technical school, like the barbering, like, like you can learn electricity. Uh, you can become an electrician, have uh, carpentry there, <coughs> excuse me. But like normally, your adults go to go to school there and and you have to pay for it it's it's not free um so like they have their schools but like you're not going to go to your everyday high school and get that across the nation i mean we can fight for it we can write books about it we can you know we can preach a good sermon about it but at the end of the day like school is a business yeah like pizza hut is not selling hamburgers anytime soon <laughs> They might sell hamburger pizza, Philly cheesesteak pizza, but even then, that's limited time only, short lived. Like you're not, you, and you're not going to, you're not going to right. McDonald's and getting the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. We may sell it for a limited time only, and then like we don't, we don't that shoot, man. We can't even get Popeyes to sell a chicken sandwich year round. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sorry go up on a tangent so i saw on the internet the other day it was the funniest thing it was basically a meme of mcrib and said the mcrib is just like a deadbeat dad you're supposed to get it he said it said you're supposed to get excited even though it only comes around once a year right you know so when we can go, we can go forward schools yeah. like we just, we just have to be okay in america knowing that like every high school you're gonna have the school of business and you're gonna have your pockets of just uniqueness right every schools all schools have electives um you're gonna have some electives that differ but like man school's gonna do school things no matter what we do at trainings over summer school's gonna be school yeah there's rogues out there every now and then but for the most part absolutely you're right um, you know, and I knew when I, you know, put that out, I knew I like, I got some really good feedback, but you know, the reality is, is what the reality is. And, you know, it's kind of like when you have a good brainstorm session and then the lawyer walks in and tells you all things that could happen. You're like, dang it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Oh, yeah. Hey man, before we end, mm -hmm. they, uh, I don't know if you saw it. 
President Obama uh, did like a video and, and um, it made the rounds uh, of several spots, but he really is, is igniting the conversation on call out culture and call in culture. Actually, he didn't go into call in, but he more or less had uh, paraphrasing here. Uh, just because you think that you're righteous and all woke, you showering righteous indignation in a tweet and then thinking you've actually done something, that's not activism. That's just being a jerk. Yeah. I just, I thought of some of the fun things that we've had uh, in the last year. And uh, I thought of you. Yeah, man. You got to watch it. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, oh, okay. And because we're, we're, we're still on time. Um, and I, well, full disclosure, we're both men of faith. So you can take that for what it's worth. But I just really have enjoyed people not knowing what to think now that Kanye had, have, oh, have you oh, seen it? Man, don't over, <laughs> first of all, let me, let me talk about Kanye. Please so, break it down for me. I've, I have been a, I've been a Kanye, I was a Kanye West fan um, when he first came out with his first CD. Well, yeah. a lot of people don't know about Kanye. Kanye had a Grammy before he had a CD, right? So like he had a, he had a whole musical career before he ever dropped the album, number one. Kanye lost his mom and lost his mind, right? He even put it in the song. After he loses after he loses his mind, he starts making songs, scoopity poop, poopity scoop. Now, let, let me, I'm a man of faith, right? I wasn't always a man of faith, right? So all my Christian friends listening, like, how can you listen to Kanye with a heart for God? I, I get it, right? So I, I, I stopped listening to Kanye. But I'm excited for Kanye's new album, right? And somebody asked me this question. They they said, "Can can a sinner make a gospel album?" I said, um, "Aren't we all sinners?" Yes. Right. Thank you. A guy named John said, uh, "If you say you're without sin, <laughs> you're a liar. Um, so either you're lying, and that's a sin, or you have sin. Right? right, right. <laughs> either way, we all in sin. Right. But but if you look at Kanye." The, the Kanye that you see now is the same Kanye. Well, I say it's the same Kanye. It he he looks just as happy as the Kanye that came out with his first album. Right. Like his little there's like a little thing of him that came out with uh the guy who does karaoke in the Coward People. Yeah, the, James Corden. I just yeah, saw it. James. And like if you look at Kanye. Like there, has a peaceful look on his face, doesn't he? Man, yeah, and like he's what, he, what he's surrounding himself with, um, it, it it's it's much better. And then I listened to the whole album. Number one, the album is okay, right? Like it's not it's not even whack, right? For a Kanye album, um, and he doesn't cuss in the album. Yeah, yeah. So you know, contrary to reviews, um. I think I think Kanye is, and we should be happy for him. If you're a Christian, you should be happy for Kanye. Well, I just enjoyed the well. One, it's kind of funny he's coming full circle because Jesus walks off the first album was unreal. Uh, we can't count Jesus walks. We don't want to count Jesus walks. You gotta listen to the lyrics. I, I've always felt uncomfortable about Jesus walks. Really? Oh man, I'm. You know, when you just look at the lyrics. I know. <laughs> People say you pieces of shit. I, I, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, which I, I actually know the story of that video. That's uh, we, the director of that video had talked to our class. That was that's another time. What do you, you know, say? 
What do you oh say? My, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, maybe I will slip in this episode. So, um, really great guy named Chris Milk and uh, Kanye had called him way before and he says, Hey, I've got this concept for Jesus Walks. And Chris listened to it and he's like, Nope, I don't want to do it. He's like, That's too cliche. I do artistic videos. Here's my idea for a video. And Kanye's like, Nope. He's <laughs> okay. And so Chris was like, Okay, here's a list of producers that will or directors that will happy work on you. He says, but I don't, I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. You know, cause Kanye was, and by the way, if you go to YouTube or look it up, it's Jesus walks video version. Number two, there is a version. Number one, it's harder to find. It's hmm. terrible. And so anyway, it comes out, it flops, doesn't get any views. And he said, he said he called and apologized. I mean, think about Kanye back then, just mm-hmm. thinking about him calling. He's like, all right, you're right. It was a flop. And I'd like to do your version of the video. Let's do your version. And that video is artistically, it's impressive. Right. I understand you don't necessarily like some lyrics, but anyway, I, I that was a side story. Good. The song was good. I rocked with it back then. But keep going. No, that was the story. I'm like, I just, because he's kind of gone full circle in the sense that, you know, uh, he started off, which is kind of funny because I thought he did a little bait and switch. He, you know, Everybody was like, oh, Jesus, oh, man, okay, maybe this guy's pretty good. And then he went off the rails and then started being the Kanye that we started to identify with there for a while. And then, of course, then other people thought he went off the rails. Now, again, I'm not a political guy, so some of the things I'm not completely down with either. But I do have to say I enjoyed that interview with James Corden because there was that, no, really, are you serious? Yeah. So you're really like a good guy now. No, come on, seriously. Like he was trying to I'm like the man's happy with his faith, leave him alone, but Yeah, I mean it was a, it was it was an interesting video. But I I had a couple of my friends remark that on Facebook too uh, that they had said, "Look at it. Look at the peaceful smile on his face." So man, that that man that man is in a in a really good zone right now. Um let Leah, let let, let that man be Kanye. And think, do his gospel album. Yeah, I'm, I might put out a gospel album here soon. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> Give me the, get you and don't Kanye. Come yeah. on, Kanye. All right, which, uh, yeah, all right. Well, man, uh, good talk. Literally, this was a crucial conversation day. You, you convinced me. I, you're right. There's some problems there with letting this goal be all things, all people, and opening up for everything, but uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a couple of things I'd still fight for, but good points. Good points as always. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you want, and uh, you know what? I should at least have mentioned, I told him I'd say, uh, Matthew Barbercheck, you had the email of the week. Uh, he said, even in the email, yes, you may mention my name. So, Matthew Barbercheck, your feedback was the best. Um, just loved it. Although he ends, I have an idealistic version of the school being connected to and he's like talked about it could be a doctor's office police station fire station uh bank as in some of the training and some of the things services you could get so anyway <laughs> thank you matthew barbacek for being the most idealistic video uh the email we had so i want to say something special to him but uh if you ever want to help jamal and i you give us some suggestions on what uh crucial conversation we should have as always we appreciate the the you know the dms those are nice the emails are nice um that's the way we grow that's the way we learn right yeah man take us out
All right, man. Well, for for the most wide scoping, uh, all encompassing uh, episode of Cursive Conversations, this is Don Westrick for Jamal Kirk as well, saying thank you and opportunities are everywhere. <laughs>